welcome to the e-gathering conversation uh, where uh, we sit each week uh, and we just, uh, Rick and I, uh, sit together and we talk between the two of us about a lot of stuff. Um, and we just thought it would be uh, good to welcome you guys into that conversation uh, with us. Uh, this is the e-gathering podcast um, and I'm uh, Todd Brown and this is Rick Coop. Um, and we just sit and have these conversations and we talk through stuff and then we're like, hey, we ought to invite somebody else to, to listen Maybe and, and be a part of this think, yeah, or yeah, help us get right because yeah. we don't know what we're talking about. Uh, but um, we have these conversations and then we're like, we ought to sit together um, and invite other people to be a part of that. Um, one of the tougher questions that people have in conversation about religion particularly when it comes to monotheistic religion, like mm -hmm. there is one God, um, then, okay, if there is a God and he's in charge of everything, if he is omnipresent and omnipowerful and omniscient, uh, all them 64,000 other Christian and Christian yeah. words, which means he right. can do whatever, if he right. can do whatever he wants and he knows everything, then why does he let evil exist? It's right. called the problem of evil. Or why do I know my friend who was a really good person and they prayed all the time and they gave to the church and they took care of people and fed the poor and clothed the, the naked and did all the stuff and they died of cancer and it was horrible and they went through all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Why does if there's a, if God is a loving God, why does He let that happen? All these different ways of saying it mm -hmm. um, is a pretty pretty tough conversation to have. It is a tough, particularly with a non-believer. It is a tough. Well, I don't think it's just for the non-believer. I know where you're going, <laughs> with it, but it's not just for the non-believer. It's tough for a believer. Yeah, um, it's yeah. tough to look at a loved one or to have suffered the loss of a loved one and then go, but but God? I mean, I, I pray. Yeah. What you told me to do. Yeah, what are you I doing? Believe. It's what you told me to do. <laughs> you know, I I trust it. It's what you told me to do. I I, 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 I confess these things and and I was on my knees and I and I fasted. Yeah. You know, and so why? Why? Why did this still happen um, and it's difficult it's difficult to come to grips with it's difficult to come to grips with when it's personal when there's something that's happened uh, with you yeah. um, and it, it makes it, it it's a struggle and all the Christian cliches uh, I'll be praying for you brother you know mm -hmm. or God has a plan. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, it doesn't mean that they're not true. Mm -hmm. That that God doesn't have a plan. Yeah. But it can be too simplifying of the issue. When yes. It's, when it's affecting you so deeply in your in your soul, um, and it it becomes something hard to wrestle with. When you believe, as a lot of people do, including I'm sure people who are listening. When you believe that everything is completely controlled, it's 
step for step, word for word, breath for breath, wind for wind, by an all-powerful, all-controlling God, when you believe that, when you say God has a plan, then you can mean God's plan includes that evil, nasty, awful thing exactly. that happened. Um, and that can be very hard. That can be shattered. It can be, sh- I mean, it can, you talk about things that cause people to lose their religion, as I, they I say. I was going to say, walk away from the faith. Yeah, yeah. when you talk yeah. about things that will cause people, and they don't stop believing in God. They just are like, I don't want to have anything to do with that. Yeah. I don't want to have anything to do with that God. And it, I guess that is like a, a launching point when we talk about this problem of evil or why do good things happen to good people, bad things happen to good people, or why do good things happen to bad people. Sure. I think sure. the other thing. I know the same, same coin, just yeah. different size. I noticed that I noticed that dude over there is cheating people and robbing people and lying all the yeah. time, and he's doing just fine. Um, but I know this really good person. When we think about that, I think like step one of that whole thing is do you believe in a God who has who completely controls every single moment? You believe in a great puppet master, right. if you will. And it's a, maybe that's a, not a nice way of saying it, but it's what it boils down to. Do you believe well, I, I think in it's a great puppet it's, master? I think it's where it gets really sticky. Now, I'm going to bring up a terminology that I know that I've heard your conversations before, and I um, predestination. Yeah, predestination. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, I have a a word that I put in front of that that for me kind of softens the predestination Mm -hmm. uh, issue. God's sovereign predestination. Mm -hmm. I do believe that God has a plan. Mm -hmm. I do believe that God's plan comes about. I agree. Um, But that's the sovereignty of God. I do not believe that God is a puppet master who pulls the right strings and, you know, does the right things and like a great offensive or defensive coordinator and makes everything happen, you know, has all the O's in one place and all the X's in another place and I, I don't, I can't go so far as to say that he's a puppet master. I do believe that his his plan comes about, but sometimes, and, and I believe his plan comes about because of his sovereignty, but we have free will, and we can change those things, and okay, that's, that's, there's, that's big. That's and, huge. Because what you're, are you saying that you can do something to change God's plan? Um, I guess in a way I am. Although the plan or plan, yeah, you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, and I think I, I is, think in the end of things, it will all come about mm-hmm. according to His will. But I do think if I if I can. Put it this way, I do think that there are left turns and right turns. Yeah. And, that, and that's where I think the, the, the sovereignty of God, his, his greatness, his awesomeness, will eventually bring it about. Uh, the scripture, you know, 
uh, all things work according to the glory of God, you know, I think that they will. But I think that we can have, by our decisions, which he's allowed us to have, and it, and it goes all the way back to the garden. And I'm sure we'll right. get into that. But I think it's important, too, to remember that um, God loves us. I, I want to I get that out there, throw that out there right away. God loves us. God is love. God, God cares for us. God wants the best for us. He wants us to succeed. He wants us to be healthy. He wants us to be whole. He wants us to be in a relationship. It's very, very important. John, The book of John talks about this extensively. God loves us. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and for God sure, is love. God is love. So I, I want to get that before we go any further. I want to get that established. God is love. He loves us. He cares for us. He wants the best for us. There is, you said something that I want to make sure that we say the scripture because you said it. Uh, so you said it, and it's such a great thing, but people misuse it. And that was that God can make all things work together in his right, plan. Right, right, right. And it's in Roman, and it's funny that we both hit the same spot. I wrote in my notes, it says, but it says, and we know in Romans 8, 28, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who, who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Um, it's not... When people say things, they, they, they say things and they think that what they're saying is that God made everything happen mm-hmm. for his good. And that isn't what it says. No. It says God can use all things. You, see, that's, but that's the key word. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to interrupt your thought. No. I did, but, I, but that's the key word for me. Yeah. God can use. Yeah. Say that's where that I talk about sovereign predestination that he can still use it, he can still use the situation. Did, I'm sorry, go ahead. Did God intend? Did God was it God's plan that, um, that I would have some of the addiction problems that I had in my life? Was it God's plan? That I would be unfaithful? Was it God's plan that I would be in the mess that I was in when I came back to Him? Well, no, but can He use that when I came back, when I came to Him? Can He use that to help other people, to save other people, to move that forward? Can He use that? Yes. Did He need for me to do those things? No. Would He rather I didn't do those things? Yes. Absolutely. And if you, but if you don't, if you don't admit that he didn't want me, if you admit that he didn't want me to do those things, and I did them, then you just said that he's not in control. He doesn't control all things, but he's in control of the whole thing. Um, it, I like that. <laughs> he doesn't control like each that. little thing. Right. Well, you you mentioned, um, and those who don't watch or care about football are, are leaving us now. As I say this. You mentioned football mm-hmm. and the great offensive coordinator who just uh, 
just got hired by the Colts from mm-hmm. from the Eagles, who just mm-hmm. took them to the uh, who just took them to the Super Bowl and went through all that stuff, right? Right. And his team lost, but they scored all those points and things went really well. But did he intend on that young man holding as somebody came through the line and then yeah, getting stopped and having to go back ten yards? Mm-hmm. No, he adjusted and called another play. Did he intend yeah. on the quarterback throwing a, an interception because he didn't pay attention to what he was supposed to be paying attention to and he did the wrong thing and he made a choice and threw the ball in the wrong place and it cost him? No, he didn't. That wasn't wasn't that was not in the play. That's not the I read the play. I was right. at practice. That was not what we figured we were going to do. Right. But you did it. But God's and I every analogy breaks down in the end. God is not the offensive coordinator. For heaven's sakes. But he's calling the game. <laughs> well, and, and I think we established that in one of our uh, earlier episodes that yeah. that um, we're we're not going to be able to hit every point. No, we're not. Of, of every issue that we talk about, we're not going to be able to describe it in the fullness of what we're trying to get across. Right. We don't have the words. We're we're using the finite to try and describe the infinite. infinite. Right. <laughs> exactly. The point is, the point is, to your point about uh, the great offensive and defensive coordinator, whatever, he put the play in. We went through practice. We did all the stuff. We have the Bible. We have the Word of God. We have the Holy Spirit in our heart. But but we are free agents. Yep. It's the word free agency. Yes. That's the I like word. that. Um, we, are, we are free agents <laughs> in this world. We can do as we please. But if we think we're going to jam up God's game and that he's not going to be in control and do his thing... You are sorely mistaken. Yeah. Uh, so, and to me, when I think of the power of God, what's more powerful—a puppeteer who makes every actor in the play do exactly what he wants him to do and wear all the clothes that he wants him to wear and has everything, and the play goes exactly the way he wants it to go in the end—or the guy who gives a concept to the play and the actors can do whatever they want to, and he doesn't care. It's still going to end the way he's he yeah. said it's going to end. Yeah. He's still the power in through the whole thing, yeah. and no matter what you do, you can't mess it up. Right. You can make things happen that he wishes wouldn't happen, but when it's all said and done, it's going to end the way he it's wants it to end. The way he wants it to end, and you can either go along with him or not. That's cool. And and I think this is a great conversation for a time that we're in now. Yeah. Because people are seeing a lot of things happening. And I think we need to have our eyes open to the things that are happening that God's doing and still doing and will continue to do. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's a very serious conversation, but it's a very important one that we can um, kind of share with the utmost confidence that he's there, he will always be there, and he's not looking to zap us. <laughs> you know what? I mean? Well, I, I think of a lot of people look at John three sixteen, great great verse. Yep, wonderful. Um, talks to us about God's love, but I my my one of my favorites is John three seventeen. Uh, he didn't come to condemn us. 
Uh, he sent not his son into the world that the world might, you know, be condemned, but that through him the world might be saved. It, it, it's it's important for us to know that um, he, there's a loving God who loves us more than we have ever been loved before. Could ever a love that we could never fully understand until we're on the other side of eternity. Um, Billy Graham once said that about trying to explain God. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll never be able to fully explain him or understand him nope. until we're on the other side. Yep. Um, but it's important. To and we won't want to after. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, but it's, yeah, but then it won't matter. Yeah. Uh, but it's important for us to continually realize that even in the midst, in the depth, David was so wonderful about this. The psalmists were so wonderful about this in those times when it's the darkest and and oh my Lord, where are you? And what is going on here? My world is crumbling and falling apart. Do you not see this? Uh, and the emotion that's in that. Um, but but they held on to the thing of but you are still here. So when we talk about problem of evil existing mm -hmm. in a world with a loving God. Yeah. I think what you just said is a big part of that and that is that I think we have a I think we have a perversion of the concept of God. We've kind of been talking about it. That he is the great fixer. And that he is, oh, yeah. that he yeah. he's he is a healer. Okay, so don't get me wrong. What I'm no, saying though yeah. is, is we have this idea that um, the problem goes away, and that it never has been a problem for those who love God and who are with God. If you love God and you're with God and you're part of what God has going on, then bad things won't happen to you. And the toughie for me is when we say. How could a loving God let bad things happen to good people? The toughy, the toughest part for me about that is this book, and for those who are just listening, not watching, the Bible, okay, the Bible that Christians hold as the Word of God, uh, the Word both from God and the Word of God by people who have experienced God, the Word of God, the Word about God, and the Word by God. Um, this book never, ever, ever was that. It never, ever, ever says that. Nowhere in here does it give the impression, unless you proof text, unless you, unless you pull one-liners and phrases yeah. out of it, you can't make that what this book is about. And you can't have read the first three chapters of this book. The first three, mm -hmm. the first three stories, and if you add in four and five, you 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 are so upside down with mm -hmm. that idea that God, for those who love Him and those He loves, He won't bad, let bad things happen to. You're so upside down on that idea with mm -hmm. the first three stories that you can't recover. Mm -hmm. I mean, Adam and Eve, the first two people made God. Loves them, 
he creates them by breathing into them. He says, um, let us make man in our image. Male and female, let us make them. God makes us in his image. And I would argue when you say we're in God's image, that it doesn't mean that God has a nose and two eyes and a mouth and a beard like us. That's not the image he's talking about. He, because the next thing he does is give them control of the whole place. Yep. He says, hey, go subdue this place and fill it with other people. You just guys have a good time. You knock yeah. this out. This is going to be great. And, and I'm just giving it to you. You're in control. So the first first thing out of the out of the gate yep. is you do this. He puts them in charge of it. Yep. It free, and it takes free will. Yep. You got to get up in the morning. You got to deal with the animals. You got to deal with the land. You got to walk around. You got to make babies. I know that's hard, but just go ahead and make babies. <laughs> you got, so you got to do so right out of the gate. He does that, but he also says, "Don't do that." Don't do this. And they do this. Yep. My, my point is, is, is he let them do the sideways thing? They, so first story, first people, let them do the, right the, the thing. Right off the bat. Right off the bat. Yep. So how can you possibly paint a picture of this all-controlling? And then there are those who, well, he meant he knew that was going to happen. That's your God, huh? Your yeah. you, your God is a God who 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 uh, made a trick, uh, who who fooled them and told them one thing and knew they were going to do another. That's your God. That's the God. That and and for a lot of people, that's that's who God is. Yeah, he's you know, the, the, the sky bully. Is waiting to snare him. Yeah. You know? uh, uh, to the, to quote the great theologian um, Jim Carrey in. Uh, Bruce Almighty. Oh, <laughs> smite me, Almighty Smiter! Because that's what he's doing. He's waiting. Yeah, I'll hit him with the lightning bolt. Yeah, and that just is not the story. Cain and Abel. Very next story. Cain and Abel. God tells Cain, right, dude. Hey, hey. Yeah, I see it coming. Yeah, evil is working around you. I see it coming, boy. Wake up. Don't don't get in that mess. And then just like Adam and Eve, Cain does mm -hmm. he he kills his brother. Acts on his own emotions. On his yes. own emotion. He yeah. gets sideways. Yeah. And God's response to both of them with Adam and Eve, they goof up and he tells them, Hey, now look. I told you what's kind I told you. Don't do that. But they're and I love you. First thing he does is clothe them. They think they 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 say we're naked and I'm ashamed. How do you know you're naked? Isn't and it interesting that he comes right in and cares for them? He clothes them. He covers them. after. Yeah. yeah. He clothes them. He solves the problem they see. He doesn't right. even see it as a problem. Right. He made them naked. He didn't care. But he solves the problem that they made. But he also says, hey, babe, there's going to be some consequences. It's going to get sideways. You bring up some interesting points for me as far as my perspective of, of this whole issue of God and bad things happening. Mm -hmm. And if God's in control, why are these bad things happening? You have to be very careful with that. 
terminology if God is in control. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> why are these bad things happening? There are two issues for me, and you've already you're already hitting on the one uh, for me that bring about this bad things happening in the world. Number one, a matter of our choice. And I think that's the biggest, uh, biggest part of this issue. There's a second part of it for me in that um, Satan, the evil one, is walking all over the earth looking for um, opportunities to steal and opportunities to kill and opportunities to destroy. And I, I, I think that there's some parts in that. I, I want to go back um, to Adam and Eve again. Um, God said, as you said, don't, don't eat from, the, stay away from this tree. You got everything else in here. You got the whole world. You got everything that you can do here. But stay away from this tree. This, this is not going to be a good thing for you. Um, so so don't don't eat from it. And then you've got Satan coming along, the snake coming along and saying, you know, you, you won't die. Well, there's as we all know, there's more than physical death. Yeah. And and he and he says, and, and he twists the point and he says, You won't die. God's just afraid that you're going to become like him. Become like God. Mm. Power out with him. Mm. Be like him. Mm. Be equal with him. Mm. Hey. And then you get this, hey Adam, this is pretty good. Try, try this, because mm. this is this is pretty good. Doesn't absolve them, either one of them, from they they walked away from God's will for them. They, they made some choices on their own. Yeah. God didn't come in and pull the string just as, you know, they're reaching for the apple because they both did. I'm not all into this. Well, Eve, you know, Adam cries out, you know, well, that woman you gave me, mm -hmm. quit making excuses, Adam. And that's another sin. You know, that's, that's the yeah, sin on top of the sin. That's sin on top of sin. But God, as they're both reaching for the apple, one from the tree, one from another's hand, God didn't pull the string and go, nope, don't, no, not, don't do that. They, they both took it and ate from uh, Cain with his issue uh, of jealousy and envy for his brother. Um, just do your thing with me. Worry about God saying, worry about our relationship. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about his relationship with me. Worry, you know. Let's let's take a look at all you what's your feelings hurt about anyway? Yeah. Your feelings are really hurt about you and me. What yeah. are you doing to him? Yeah. Well, hey, well he's always been your favorite blah blah blah. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. His, it's his heart. Um I, I call it human produced pain. Yeah. By our actions, we <laughs> we produce our own pain. I I've got I've got rent coming up or I've got a house payment coming yeah. up. But man, I really want to. I'm, I'm just going to use it. I, I really want to go over to the casino this weekend. Mm -hmm. I'll just do twenty bucks, which becomes forty, which becomes sixty, which becomes eighty, which becomes a hundred. 
I know if it just it's getting ready to hit, I know it will. Mm-hmm. I know it will. Well, the only reason you're not winning is because you haven't you haven't played enough. Right. Yeah. I, I I used to work <laughs> at a casino. I was a security supervisor at a at a casino, and I would sit. I I would walk by and I would watch people sit at the at the slot machines and pray. And, oh, oh yeah. Lord oh, Jesus, Lord. I know you want me. Or and I heard a conversation. I was standing at the door with one of my security officers, and I heard a conversation as two ladies went by. They were coming into the casino, and one of them said, "Actually, said I have rent due this week. I I hope I really hit big." And I'm thinking, you're making a choice here, Neil, yeah. mm-hmm. to either gamble, and we do it with other things. We make choices to. Um, if you drink yeah. and you get cirrhosis of the liver, or if you take drugs and you become addicted, or if you start looking at pornography and you become addicted to pornography, or whatever. Yeah, you know, I'm just throwing out things here. Um, but we've made the choice. And then we get mad. Uh, I almost said another word. We get really mad. That God doesn't fix it. Yeah. Come in, rush in, and save the day and be the Calvary. And well, if you decide to go into the den of lions, doesn't mean that he won't be there. But if you decide to go in and uh, let's use a a, a, a a pit of snakes, if you decide to, <laughs> I just instantly got a thought of Indiana Jones. <laughs> Standing yeah. there with the torch, looking down, so, had to be snakes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you go into a pit of, of uh, rattlesnakes, um, chances are you're going to get there. You're going to get bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you if you make decisions uh, once again to human produce pain, if you make bad decisions, pretty sure bad things are going to happen. There's a there's a concept that I'm gonna argue that is hard for me. I don't even I don't think I agree with it. But there's a concept that says God didn't create evil, so God's not responsible for evil. And I get that, and I'm gonna say I mostly kind of sort of agree with that. Okay. But but I think it's more complicated than that. I think so many Absolutely. times. Like so often, we try to oversimplify God. We try to make it all fit in this nice little kindergarten, stand in line, use your trade, don't poke your neighbor way that the world works. And we all know that it's many, 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 many layers more complex than yes, that. Yes, sir. So when, I, when someone says God didn't create evil... then I want to say, okay, okay. Careful. Doc, this is very, I'm just going to tell you, I think, I know that I am, I am, I am tiptoeing through a minefield here. There are many, many, I'm going to, I'm going to probably going to say something wrong. So just everybody okay. get ready to tell me. I said, okay, just get ready because I'm going to say something wrong. Hopefully, Rick will correct me. We'll be good. Here's the toughie for me. God didn't create evil. 
But I'm going to argue that God created the, the pieces that make what we call evil okay. possible. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, because in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Yep. Out of nothing. So I'm not even going to get into the whole creation story with how I believe all that came about. Right? So, yeah. But I do yeah. believe with all my heart, all the words, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Yes. Now, the earth was formless and void, and the Spirit of the Lord hovered over the waters. Mm -hmm. And then we start getting down to the, the minute details. Yep. And it's the not even degree. minute details. It's the 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 uh, the macro detail of how he created all this stuff. Good. Okay. Then he creates man in his image. Male and female, he creates them. Mm -hmm. Good. We'll track it. Puts him in charge of all the stuff. Okay. Um, if you're a parent, or if you were a kid who was a latchkey kid, that's what just happened. That's what just happened. <laughs> the possibility of evil is there. All right. the options are open. Don't touch the stove. Don't leave the refrigerator open. Don't poke your brother in the forehead. All It's there. It's yeah. all there. Mm -hmm. God didn't... I didn't... My mom did not want me to shove my sister into a chair and punch her in the arm until she cried. This was not her intention. But the option was there. Let me let me see if I'm tracking with you, okay? Uh-huh. There were two trees in the garden. Two trees in the garden. Tree of life. I'm sure there were lots and lots and right. lots of trees. But tree there's of two of two no. eight, two, two of eight 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 tree. <laughs> right. The tree of life. Yep. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Yep. Which one of those trees was evil? Neither. Neither tree. Neither tree was evil. Neither tree was evil. Our, our, and I'm going to bring it to today. Are opiates evil? No. No, they're exactly. not. Very helpful. I love that. Very, Good very, example. very helpful. Um, tobacco. There's some, I've read that there are some medicinal things with, with tobacco. Yeah, and I know that there are people who can control themselves. Yeah. And have a cigar once a year. Have a cigar once not a year. Not me. Yeah. I'm an addict. I can't do it. Um, there, there are things... Is the human body evil? No. But you can use it you in an evil can. way. And there's some parts, if you let them be in control, they can right. really they, get you Absolutely, sideways. absolutely. Including your eyeballs. Um, <laughs> a relative is killed in a uh, car accident. Yeah. Is the car evil? Yeah. yeah. But evil thing... So if, if, I think I'm tracking with you. Yeah. With you, fine. Neither tree was evil. The choice was wrong. Yeah. I, I did. I just wanted to. No, I, you're absolutely right. With you. That's exactly right. So I mean, that's what I'm thinking. That's how when I think of uh, Billy Graham, when we talk with this idea of the problem of evil or the theodicy. So look up that sixty-four thousand oh, yeah. dollar Christian Christian word. When we talk about the problem of evil, when we talk about and, and Billy Graham, so I'm looking through different people talking about it. Billy Graham says, number one, God didn't create evil. And so he didn't make evil happen. I just think it's more complex than that. Mm -hmm. And I think I understand what he's saying. 
but I think that it's more complex. And the problem with sometimes when we don't have a conversation like Rick and Todd are having today, and you just say, well, God didn't create evil, so it's not his problem. Mm -hmm. Then what you get are, are people who think deeper, who then leave the faith because they're like, the heck with that. Mm -hmm. I'm out. If that's what you think, I'm out. Because what you're saying is, I'm trash because I have evil thoughts. I do evil things. I don't want to, but I do it. And I'm down this rabbit hole now. And so you're saying God didn't do that, and so I must be trash. And so I'm, I'm out. Yeah. Um, what, what I think we're trying to say, uh, and I'm going to put it in a very Christian-y way. Yeah. Okay. Um, God needs to be on the seat of control, or we use the terminology, on the throne mm -hmm. of our lives. Yeah. Um, the minute we take over the throne, the minute we say, got this, thanks God, mm -hmm. back on the shelf, whatever, yeah. you know. Um, but I, I can handle this. I'm on my, my oldest daughter... I was not going to use this because um, she has said to me before, you know, Dad. But when Don't she, make me a sermon yeah, illustration. Yeah, <laughs> right. But, but she, when she was younger, she's a very intelligent woman. I love her to pieces. Um, and she's done very, very well for herself. I, I'm going to throw that in. But when she was little, she used to say, me do it myself and adamant. I yeah. mean, and she would yeah. pound the coffee table yeah. and pound the end table yeah. and the arm. Me do it myself. Yeah. But 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 I can me do it myself. Yeah. Okay. You know, go go ahead. And I would see the struggle. And I would see the frustration and the hurt. And the pain at times. But I would also see the learning mm -hmm. and the growing. Yeah. And, and the change that would come about with her yeah. as she did certain things. But it's so much easier when we let the Lord um, guide, at least guide us. And that's what we really mean by God sitting on the throne. It's not that we're allowing him to, well, I just God's on the throne and he'll just make all my decisions and I can just walk around like a mindless amoeba. And, yeah. You know, and... and no matter what happens, it's not yeah, my fault. Yeah, it's just, and, and, well, it, and that saying things like that absolve us of any responsibility. I had a really tough conversation. I went and preached at a... At a another church and when I went and spoke there um, what I talked about was this was this concept and somebody came a couple came up to me afterwards and they said that their daughter had died of breast cancer but they they had grown to be okay with it because it was it was God's will I, I, I mean like I just got to tell you like when you when somebody says stuff like that, it's like, 
alarm, yeah, alarm, no, exactly. Flags, I mean, like, you know, no, it's like flag on the play, yeah, back up 10 yeah. yards. Because here's the toughie no matter how I tried to explain it, they went back to, I love you, Pastor, I appreciate what you're saying, but it was God's will. And and so when we hear those things, mm. what what instead what comes to my mind is, what I tried to explain was this. Um, it was no more your will for your daughter to knock over her toys that she was trying her blocks she was trying to build and mm -hmm. telling you leave her alone because she can do it or oh, uh, it was no more your will for her to knock those over and have to keep trying to do it over and over again mm -hmm. than it was for this young lady to get cancer yes it was no more your will that, she, that your daughter would want to clean the windows with the window cleaner and she ended up getting it in her eye mm -hmm. and then she, now she's crying and she's hurt and now you're trying to help her and get her yeah. through this yeah. than it was for this young lady to get cancer it was no more the will of uh of some parent whose child dies in a car accident that that child would die in that car accident that yeah. it was for god for this young lady to die because here's the toughie Rick and Todd have free will okay we're sitting in this room together and we have free will yep. and Rick decides that um, he's going to do everything exactly the way that the instructions say to do them and he's going to work through that and Todd decides I've seen something like this before I'm pretty sure I know how to do this and Todd decides that he's going to touch the green wire to the red wire because he's seen the red and the green wire go together in many of the times and he touches the red and the green wire together and Rick and Todd both explode and die. But Rick loved God. How come Rick died? Todd made the bad decision. Yep. Okay, now this is two people. And then there were four people. And then there were eight people. And then there were 16 people and 32. And I love, uh, I or love playing full. Yeah, I love binary because I'm a computer geek. But binary says if there are ones and zeros, now I add a one and zero on the other end, so one or zero. So now I actually have you have two choices. No, no, you have one and zero times one and zero. So now I have two to the second power. Mm -hmm. Now I add another one. I have three to the second power. Now I have and this. Take the, it doesn't take very long at all to you're up to billions and billions right. for this to go up. Now take human choice. Mm -hmm. How many people today decided to put the red and green wire together, metaphorically speaking? Mm -hmm. All of them were given free will by God. All of them. Mm -hmm. So some company somewhere decides that the best way to make this product is to add this chemical that makes the product more resilient and makes it possible to sell 20 million more of them than the 10 million that they sold last year. And it's a great product and people should use it and it's fabulous. Now, 40 years later, 100 years later, we figure out that that chemical that they put in that product causes people to get cancer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But there's 80 bajillion of them out here, and people are using them, and they love them, and they won't stop using them. 
Now your baby gets cancer because Bob in the chemical office made a good decision. It was a good decision. Based on the knowledge based that he on had what at he knew at that time. Right. But did he experiment on 14 other things and figure out whether it was safe or not? No, he went with it, baby. Yep. He ate that piece of fruit off that tree yep. and it was good. And he gave it to his friend yep. who happened to be in the garden with him. And off we go. So my, my point is, my, my point is this. When we talk about God created evil or God didn't create evil, what he created was humans and he made them in his image. Mm -hmm. And they're creative people. They're creative creatures like he is. Yeah. And they want That's a great, point. great things like he What makes us in his image is we have free will and we have the ability to do these things. And so when we do that, there's consequences. Creative people. Not just to us. If I, I, I'm going to add to your sentence. Creative people without the knowledge that a creative God has. <laughs> we, we, we ain't omniscient. We right. don't, have, we don't right. know all things. Right. And so right. we're bumping around through this thing. There's a, Not only do we do that, um, there are times when we try to rush God. Uh huh. Um, I, the other day, you know that I've been reading through the Old Testament. Yeah. And the other day, I'm reading this story about Saul, and there's a battle going on. The um, Saul the king, and there's a battle going on, and everything. And and uh, you, you, we need to do an offering. You know, we we got an offering that we 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 need to give here to praise God and give thanks, and you know, for the offering and and and. He, he said, somebody go get Samuel so yeah. he can, you know, the, 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 to do the offering. And, and Samuel doesn't show up. And Saul's saying, you know, this is important now. We need to, we need to do this offering. This is, we, we got to get this done. You know, I, I, I just want to praise God and I want to thank him and, and we, we need this victory. And, and, and go check with, get, get Samuel. You know, make sure he's getting here. Samuel doesn't get there. Yeah. Saul finally says, you know what? It's a good thing. I know it's going to be a good thing. I can handle it. Yeah, I can do this. <laughs> I'm going to do this. I'll do the offering. Yeah. Now, wait a minute. Samuel's supposed to do the offering. No, I'll, I'll take care of it. Saul does the offering. Well, everything goes poorly. He goes poorly. And it goes back to another part of our the human condition, mm -hmm. you know. Um, okay, well, if God's not going to do it now, I'll do it because it's yeah. still a good thing. What could be wrong? Yeah, how how could this go wrong? How could what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> yeah, and what we really should have said was, "Hey, y'all, watch this." Yes, um, but it's we're talking a lot about. The responsibility that we have for the things that happen, um, and sometimes knowingly, mm -hmm. and sometimes like poor Bob the chemist, yeah, unknowingly, or evil Bob the chemist who yeah. knew that he would make more profit if he did the thing. So, right. and they're both, they're right. both they, exactly, exactly. But the, the the I think the thing that people don't consider is that. I have a friend, a 
I had a friend, Teresa, who died of lung cancer. Yeah. Teresa never smoked. Didn't smoke, she didn't drink, she went to church every Sunday, went to church on Wednesday nights. She taught our toddlers class here in Sunday school. She made clothes for her children and her husband. Oh, yeah. She was a saint by all understanding. Died of lung cancer. I think what people don't understand is, is when it's hard for us to understand is when there is a consequence that other people suffer. Yeah. And they're like, that wasn't a choice that person made. That person is not suffering for a choice they made. Mm -hmm. um, we just had all these uh, earthquakes in Turkey and Syria. And all those people in Syria in that city. And you're just watching, I mean, you're just watching. People are outside. It's already happened. And yeah. you're watching a building that's standing there that was so poorly built that the building just crumbles right there in front of you. And, and, and then more and more and more of them are building, are crumbling. And, and the government is going out and arresting architects and builders because they, they use shoddy material. Mm -hmm. they, they designed it poorly. And, and all these people are dead. Was it thirty-one thousand people last I heard? Probably a number going to go up. Oh, I'm sure. Not going to go down. Yeah. But of those thirty-one thousand people, how many of them? How many of them decided that they would buy cement from Chuck, who was only putting half the water mm -hmm. in and none of the the mortar that he was supposed to put in that thing? Listen to me talk. Like I know what I'm talking about cement. I don't. But made the poor decisions. To, mm -hmm. How many of them were responsible for that? None of them. Well, how come God let them die? I, I, and I was just going to make the same point in, in a different way. How many of those people were what we would consider good people? Uh, tons of took them. care of each other, Simple, took care of their neighbor. Good you people know, went to work every day. Shared their food. Yeah. With the, cared lived for their others. Lives. Yeah. How many of them were what we would say are good people? I'm quite sure. Tons so, of them. Yeah. Most of them. Good folks. And at, at, a, at a bare minimum, 10% of them were just good saints just yep. sweet sweet people nice well, but they didn't and um, I, there's a concept uh, I think you're reading the book now or just read the book now there's a concept from C.S. Lewis in, in a book called The Problem of Pain mm -hmm. where he talks through this concept but he talks about consequence and pain being like the, the bumpers, the guideposts for humans. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I thought that was back into, yeah. a, into a, a direction. I thought that was excellent, too, um, because there is, it is, God can take, this is going back to, God can take those things. We talked about this in the beginning. God can take those things and get us back to a place. God can use all things, all things. for his good. Exactly. And taking us back to a place where we need to be with him. How many people are going to be building those new buildings that go up in Turkey in that city yeah. and going to buy the shoddy cement? Right. How many... Now, 
That's horrible. That's horrible. Oh, no, I agree. I, I 31,000 people, minimum, died. Many more were hurt. Mm-hmm. But how many, how many other cities, how many other places woke up the next morning and went, Hey, uh, did he get a permit to build that building? Did you go and inspect that building? Yeah. How many, the, well, Turkey's a real easy example because those, the, the, that poor second world country having that. No, how about Florida in the United States? I was, I, you know what? I was just thinking about that. The right? condos on the beach. Yeah, yeah. that fell. Yeah. How many of those buildings got a new inspection and a new mm-hmm. concept and got shored mm-hmm. up because of the, the junk that went down in those buildings? How many? So it's not nice to say. But uh, the way Lewis puts it basically is without pain, without consequences, and I mean, he uses pain in the, the greater sense, without pain, we have no way of tracking whether we're on course or not. Mm-hmm. If you, if you're, if there isn't, if there aren't consequences, you have no way of, of getting back on course. And that's the problem. Because is pain necessarily evil? No, it's not. Did like that, you just said, it, mm, it, it brings us back to the course. Did God create evil? It goes back to that concept. Did God create evil? No, did God create evil? Mm. Did he create the things that we think of as evil? God created pain as sure as he yeah. created you and me. Yeah. Your hand, if you put your hand in the fire, it hurts. Yeah. Because if you don't take your hand out of the fire, your hand will burn up and be unusable. Exactly. And 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 he he wired you in such a way that there are things that cause you to react immediately. We learned in, in health class there are things that your spine has been put in charge of. It doesn't even have to get to your brain. Right. If you put your hand on in fire and it burns. Your spine has been given control enough to say, dude, don't even bring me that. The brain says, don't even talk to me about that. Get the hand out of the fire. <laughs> I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring up something maybe a little bit lighter. I hope it's not too flippant, but um, I'm thinking of Legos. Yeah. Now, I'm a Lego freak. Oh, yeah. I love Legos. Yeah. I, to me, going. it is a... It's a it's a mental escape. Oh, yeah. It's oh, kind yeah. of it's a little brain candy. You put things together, but I'm also a parent who bought Legos for his kids. Yeah, I want to I want to emphasize again. I love Legos. I love building things with Legos. I love the whole mm-hmm. idea of Legos. I hate Legos in the middle of the night when it's dark okay. and oh. somebody left them out and you step on an improperly applied Lego. Right. <laughs> And that's bad. painful. Yeah, and someone made a choice to not put right. that Lego away. Exactly, it's painful when you're up in the middle of the night to go use the restroom and you stub your toe on the frame of the bed. You need to go a little wider next time. Learn something there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, pain teaches us. Pain brings us back to a realization that that we we need the Lord. We stop putting, well, exactly, that, I'm sorry, yes, exactly, I'm going to leave it there. Because that's, well, that's what Lewis, if you read the whole book, The Problem yeah. of Pain, Lewis 
does a, a great job of saying exactly that. This brings us back, pain brings us back to the center. It, it's the it's the guard rails. It's the it's the the, the electric it's the electric yeah. shock um, when you touch the wrong thing. It's right. it's all those pieces that if they didn't exist, you'd be destroyed. Right. Um, and and then the, and then the other thing is well they were destroyed. God doesn't think God loves Rick. God loves Rick specifically yeah. Rick. Yeah. Um, to, <laughs> to quote Depeche Mode. His own personal savior, um, but the problem is, God doesn't. I don't think. I don't think God thinks of each individual more than the whole. God loves no. Me. God loves humanity. Yes, we are His great creation. We are His magnum opus. We are the thing that when He got done, He went. Now that there is very good. All this other stuff is good. That there is very good. And it is in my image. But we're tracking towards the track, as we talk about bumping off and on, is all of us. It's creation. It's humanity. It's not. So if Rick gets sideways, God will, has given guidelines and will do all he can to say, to bring Rick back onto track. But if it's going to cost the greater, it doesn't matter what Rick has to go through. Rick will go through it. Rather than all of humanity. And I think, that, and this is a whole different subject, and I, I'm not sure how much we want to even get into it now, but God's perspective of death is much different than ours. Absolutely. Where we see <laughs> yeah. the, you know, the unknown, it's scary, the it's the end, you know, yeah. sudden darkness, we're done, you know. We, we've checked out, you know, the time clock will be used no more. God doesn't see it like that. that we, we need to understand that there is a different, God has a very different concept of death than we do. And a different concept of what's happening for one or all as a creation. Um, mm-hmm. I, uh, mm-hmm. Jesus says, um, uh, God will make the rain fall on the righteous and the good. Yeah. And the sun just shine the unjust, yeah. on the, the just and the unjust. Um, he's watering the whole garden. Yeah. It, you know, it, it, he's not, it's the, it's the bigger picture mm-hmm. that he's looking at. Um, and he's not going to stop it from raining on Rick's ball game today. Right. Because Rick wants to have a ball game today. Mike needs the rain on his corn. I don't think we're going to talk about that I really was ready to talk about. That's, oh. But maybe it's because it's supposed to be a separate thing. God can't. Yeah, I've got that book too. Well, I don't agree with the whole book. Yeah. But one of the things that... that so, one of the things that um, got me thinking about God can't is um, this idea that God doesn't stop evil but he doesn't stop evil because it, it is, it's kind of a God can't. He gave you free will mm-hmm. to do that thing. Mm-hmm. 
So if I stop Rick, Rick's going to go rob a bank. When do I stop Rick? Do I stop Rick from even thinking about robbing a bank? Do I stop Rick in the car before he goes in the bank? Do I stop Rick as he's walking in the building? When do I stop Rick? I already ran with this thought uh, while you were talking about that. Is it quite possible, though, I believe that it is, that God will put things in your path uh -huh. to say Absolutely. to you, hey, is this your best idea? And, and, and Paul tells us plainly. He says, there will be no temptation that you won't have been given an option to get out of. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. Every time there will have been an escape hatch. You chose to not take the escape right. hatch. Not my problem. And that's what we say in... Because we may catch those hints or whatever you want to call them, yeah. we then use the terminology, well, I, I was going to do this, but but the Holy Spirit checked me or God stopped me. The Holy Spirit checked me, God stopped me. Because there's been times I've started to say something in a conversation with somebody. Um, I, I told you about the UPS guy, right? Mm -hmm. And there's been times when I've been ready to say something and I like hear the Holy Spirit inside say, no, nope, no, nope, not not yet. Yeah. Not time. Yeah, not time. Yeah. No fruit in that. Yeah. Back yeah. away. Yeah. Don't 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 mention that. Don't talk about that. Just ask him how stage going. Yeah. So when I think about God can't, look I, I, I don't agree with the whole book. So we'll talk about that sometime. But I mean there's a bunch of God can'ts, right? Like God can't lie. Yeah. God in, in, in the Bible, they're all in the Bible. I've got them all somebody wants a scripture to give back to me. God can't do something outside of who he is. Yeah. God is going to be God, right? Yeah. Um, God can't leave you or forsake you. He says he won't. So right. if he said he won't and he does, he lied. So right. he ain't going to lie, so get over right. it. Um, God can't reject those who come to him. Um, God can't uh, let you suffer temptation without an alternative. And that's that, that verse is 1 Corinthians 10, 13. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can what you can bear but when you are tempted he will also provide a way out that you can endure that's that's the one that people confuse and say god will never uh, will never oh, uh, yeah, give you more than you can handle yeah. to what you want to go cue joe baloney <laughs> yeah cue no, jesus I, 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 I really do. I cringe when people do that. Well, there's a lot of cringy things. things. Well, there's been times when I've been flat on my face and feel like I've been right. weighed down with a lot more than I can bear, and yeah. it hurts, and I I want the pain to go away, and it keeps hurting, and whatever that pain is, you know, just yeah. like you said earlier, for well, all sense of the term. Back to the rain thing. This is God will send rain on the evil and the good. It's, it, and, and, and Jesus says when when suffering comes, he doesn't say if suffering comes or if you screw up and you suffer. Mm -hmm. He says when suffering comes, mm -hmm. 
it's you're going to do it. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Question is, do you have the tools to deal with that moment? Do you have you are you have you <clears throat> spent time in prayer? Have you do you come to God on a regular enough basis that you have a relationship with Him? Do you, as God says and, and, and tells in the prophets, is coming? And as we have been given the opportunity to have, has God's word been put in your in your heart? Mm-hmm. Has His Spirit been put inside of you so that you have that? You know, I, I instantly thought of the Apostle Paul. Yeah. Had an affliction. Yep. There's a lot of different thoughts on what the affliction is. You know, there's some Don't matter. You know, some people say, you know, as I yeah, right. Yeah. Doesn't matter. But Paul had some affliction and, and he went to God about it. And he said, um, hey, can you do something about this? Yeah. And the Lord said to him, My grace is sufficient. Now that's a whole different conversation there, but but it's a good, it's a bad thing happening to an yeah, obviously good person. Great person, but but my my thought to go along with what you were just saying is this: I kind of feel like Paul was like, okay, if if that's what you want, okay, and and and, and you could take that even further about like the jail things. Paul was doing. Great work, ministry of the Lord, going out there. Yeah, I, I wonder that did he, you know, sitting in the jail cell, did he like, hey, I've been doing all this. There, I, I'm going to go back to the chosen. You know that I really like yeah, that I show. Um, there is a struggle that Peter, Simon Peter, is having. A situation that's going on between he and his wife. Yeah. And Simon Peter is like doing this thing where, you know, I'm, in his mind, this is the conversation you know he's having. In his mind, he's doing, you know, I'm doing all this, I'm seeing all this, all these great things are happening for all these people, and, and I'm seeing it, and I get to be a part of it, but I, I, I've got this thing going on in my. In my life, and and why aren't you doing anything about it? I'm your boy. What, yeah, what's the deal here? Right. <laughs> and I mean, to the point where um, the, the the feeding of the five thousand comes into play, and there's a scene where Simon Peter just kind of takes the basket and throws it on the ground, and the fish and the loaves kind of spill out, and he looks up at Jesus, and Jesus is looking up at him. You know, there's compassion on his face, but Simon Peter's, it's not compassion on his face. It's like, hey. And then he kind of walks away. And a little bit later on, without giving too much more away for the, for those who watch it, um, Peter is in the arms of Jesus saying, don't let me go, don't let me go, don't let me go. So I say all this to to bring us back to what you were just saying. Do you have to be at a place in your heart where you can honestly say, just 
as Jesus said, nevertheless, thy will be done. Not mine, yours. I find it um, a little difficult in times when I struggle about what to pray for for particular people. There was a situation earlier this week where a, a good high school friend, her husband is suffering from some very traumatic things, uh, physical issues, uh, quite possibly could take his life issues. And, I, and, I, and she asked for prayer for her husband. And so I'm praying. I've known him for quite some time too. And I'm praying, and I I just kind of look up, and I, Lord, I'm, I, I, really, I don't know what to pray here. Uh, but I do pray this, that your will be done, and that you receive the glory. I trust you with this. This, this is all I, I can you. do. Perfect words there, Tom. All I can do is trust you with this. And there comes those times in our lives when that's simply it. That's it. That's that's all we've got. I got nothing. I got yeah. I gotta trust you with this. Um in the in the pain, in the crying out. By the way, I believe that there are times when we cry out, and it's not doubt crying out, it's I know you can, I just don't understand right now why you're not. But all when it Boils right down to it. We have to have his word and his spirit in us to a point where we can say, I don't understand this. Mm -hmm. and, I, and to be honest with you, Father, I don't like it. Mm -hmm. But I trust you with it. Very easy to say when you're not in that moment. Very difficult to say when the pain is pouring on you like like molten lava. It's that it's also hard when it's the maturing that comes along. When your life experience Absolutely. does not say that God got you. Mm -hmm. When you've been molested as a child, when you've been poor and thrown out of your house, when you've gone hungry and don't have clothes, it's very difficult you to have a base to come at your faith with. And we have to be honest with ourselves. We have to be honest with ourselves when we're looking at other people and mm -hmm. saying, I have a base that I deal from. They don't have a base that they deal from. Mm -hmm. Maybe their base is completely different. And, and some of it comes back to recognizing that this book has many, many people like that in here. Mm -hmm. And we have to point them to the one not to their life experience and, and I can't help but think that in a way we just described the gospel the the, the 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 true essence of why Christians that's what we really have to share yeah it's not that we're better it's not that we're greater it's not that we're wiser it's not that we're you know, holier than thou. It's people. not that bad things won't happen. Yeah, to us. it's not that you know. Yeah, when I first became a Christian, I, I thought, "Where's the rose-colored glasses?" Yeah, 
you know, when does everything become wonderful and great? Yeah. And, and, you know, if I'm saved, then I'm saved from everything, right? step assurance <laughs> and then yeah I like the song just went through what blessed assurance mm -hmm. Jesus is mine oh, it's what a belief foretaste. in the bigger game yeah it is it it's is a belief in the bigger game yeah so um when we talk about the the opening story and something that you've mentioned before um the opening story of what happens with Adam and Eve, I think um, it becomes very easy to look at the one who had choices also being evil, had a choice. That Satan had a choice. And that he brought those things. Um, I'm glad you brought that up because I think that's the other side of this issue that we've been talking about uh, the whole time in that while, and I think you said it a little while back, while the biggest part of the responsibility lays with us, mm -hmm. there is a side of this that we need to seriously consider in that um, the evil one was right there in the garden doing his thing, what he could do to, to keep us away from that connection with God. Mm -hmm. uh, and using his deception and his, uh, his temptations to keep us from that right relationship mm -hmm. that God so wants for us. He, he doesn't, I don't believe in my heart whatsoever God wants a puppet. I don't no, believe that. No, I, I don't believe that's why he created us. I believe he created us for a relationship with him. And, and I think that there are people who think that God created us so that we could be the, the, the animals in the cage. Uh, you know? no, no. And, and I, don't, I don't think that. I, I think he created us to have a relationship with us. A loving, caring relationship. And he's saying, look, I, I, I am God. I am. I, I, I'm, all, I, I, I'm all things. And I'm willing to do what I can if only you'll trust me. And he's not threatened by us. Uh -oh. <laughs> My goodness, no. Knock it out. Yeah. Do your best. <laughs> My plan's still going to work. Yeah. There, there are some things I wrote down uh, about... Satan and his activities, the things that he's uh, doing in the world. And I think scripture gives us the, uh, an open door to him. Um, he is indeed uh, the, the Protestant theology. We, we don't necessarily always um, talk about his, his play in this. We don't have the richer literature on it. So right. like we don't have this whole uh, the, the, the yeah. deeper story. The, we don't have the story that tells mm -hmm. us of Lucifer and his fall from grace mm -hmm. and, and all of those things that if you read the Apocrypha and, and some of those things you would exactly. have what's the word for it? We don't have the mythology. We don't, that's mm -hmm. the bad word. 
mythology makes it sound like I'm saying it's not true. I'm saying we don't have a reference well, for it, but yeah, we do have paintings story. of it. We have paintings of yeah. it. We, we know yeah. uh, the, the backstory through things like Jude and, uh, and some of sure. the, the other pieces. Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm going to read a couple of these coming out. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 4. Uh, Satan's called the god of this world. Um, Satan, who is the god of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. Uh, it goes on to say they're unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand the message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. But he's referred to as the God, little g, of this world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's a very appropriate terminology. Yeah. And, and we, we can go on with this. Um, Satan takes Jesus during the temptation uh, in both Matthew and in Luke, takes Jesus during the temptation to the highest point, high mountain. Um, and he says to him, if you'll bow down to me, I'll give you all of this. Yeah. Uh, how can, in my mind, how can you give something away that you don't own? Yeah. You know, and there wasn't any conversation about Satan. You don't own this. It's not yours, so you can't give it yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah right. right. It's like you know, um, no, I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to give into that. In Job, uh, when God asked Satan where he's been, Job, it's actually chapter one, six and seven. Um, he says, where, where have you been, uh, Satan? I don't know. I get this, you know, smirky little <laughs> voice in my head. It says, oh, going to the fro, walking up and down the earth, you know, just stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> kind of cracks me up that I have that, that little no, voice. No, but I get you. Singing songs. Just doing yeah, whatever. Here and there, running around, you know. Um, in Mark chapter 5, verses 6 through 10, we got the story of the man who was demon-possessed with legion. And before he Jesus actually even gets close to him, the demons cry out, What do you want with me, son of God? You know, what are you going to do? Yeah. You know, what are you here to do? Are you, are you going to torture me? Yeah. You know, are you going to do this? Are you going to do that? And and Jesus, you know, asked him, who, who are you? And he says, we're legion, we're, we're many. You know, uh, it kind of, it's painting the picture that uh, while we have a huge responsibility in these, de these decisions and the decision making and, and the evil that happens in the world, um, Satan's there too. And in the uh, New Living Testament in 1 Peter 5, 8, uh, the scripture says, stay alert, watch out, your great enemy, the devil, he prowls around like a roaring lion, lion looking for someone to devour. And then in John 10, 16, the thief, Satan, his purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Satan wants you to believe that you don't need God. He wants to... He'll do, again, whatever he can to deceive you, to tempt you, to turn you away from what God's will is for your life. When we think about Satan, and there's a lot of different things that get 
ways that he gets called in the Old Testament, Jewish um, discussion of him, he's the divider, um, he's the confuser, he is the opposite one, he is, so I think what we miss as Protestants of not having the mythology and the understanding, the, the, the deeper story mm -hmm. of him, yeah. and I don't even know if it's true or not, but but I think what we miss from it is the understanding that there is another side playing the game. Absolutely. And when we try to put him in these Dante's Inferno, Mephistopheles, uh, this whole, here's a character with horns and a pointy tail and he's red, and, and is we, we suck power out of evil. We, we make it less than what it really is. When really, what we're dealing with is a very old character, mm -hmm. um, a, a very old force that has been there uh, for so long. And we say, as we said at the beginning, that God didn't create evil, but God created the circumstances within which what we call evil can exist. Um, we have to understand that this this character that we think of as Satan or the devil or Lucifer or Mephistopheles or call him whatever you want to call him is a much is a force as much as he is a character. It is Sir. it is a part of existence that plays through. Um, our, our life and we have to be aware that that's pulling at us and I don't it, you can even think of it as a character or as a person or as a, an actual thing that comes to get you but I think it, it, it helps really to just recognize that there is there is a dark side there is not to go all Star Wars on you but there is a dark force that exists and it has a purpose and a reason for existing and God knows what that is and you and me don't and but much wise <laughs> If I can use these terminologies, yeah. much wiser, much stronger um, than we than we are. Not don't play. Don't don't get in it. Yeah. Don't. don't. There, there's a, a one of my favorite movies is Tombstone. Yeah. Love love Tombstone, and you you brought up Dante's Inferno. There there's a part in that show where the the play Dante's Inferno is going on, and. Um, one of the characters in the movie says, I know what I would do to that old devil. And like, they're what? And he said, I would sign that paper and then I would shoot him. You know, I'd turn the tide on him and I would shoot him. And it's like, look, you don't have the authority. The, the, in a conversation that you and I have had, uh, you brought up something that I thought was, was really good. We better be careful when we think that we have the authority to to mess with with Satan with that that evil that to, to personify you need to call evil. out you need to yeah. you need to just keep rehoming yeah. yourself to God and let him do with it we, um, you, you were talking about the archangel yeah there's a there's a line in Jude that actually called me back because we don't read as Protestants we don't read the Apocrypha and there are stories in there 
of Jewish mythology mm -hmm. uh, or Jewish mysticism. And one of the stories is uh, that Jude references and sends me back and sent me back looking for it is Jude says, even the archangel who came to uh, take Moses back from Satan as he was stealing Moses' dead body. And I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah. Here's a story. Where, yeah, wait, where is it? Yeah. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Jude is at the very end. But didn't see that yeah. part yet. Yeah. Where, 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 where did that come from? So it comes from the Apocrypha. But um, he says, even, even the archangel did not fight Satan directly. He called Jesus or he called God down upon him. And I think that we need to take that to heart. It's like, that ain't your fight, dude. If you call out Satan, you best be calling him, you best be calling Jesus to him. You and best be what claiming the, the name of Jesus. You need to be claiming Jesus mm -hmm. in that battle. Look, I, I don't know what you're going to do, Satan. I don't know what you're going to do evil. I don't know what you're going to do with your dark choice person that you're dealing with, human, which is probably what you're going to deal with. Yeah. I don't know what you're going to do, but as for me in my house, we're going to follow the Lord. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you do your, go do your, knock it out, baby. I'm going to just keep following God and you do your thing. Yeah. And I'm telling you, you need to stop. In the name of Jesus Christ, you need to stop. There's that, there's a, in the book of Acts, there's a, a story of, yeah. of a That'd couple fellows who decide they're going <laughs> to they decide they're going to go. We're puffed up. We're going to go we're push a demon out. Yeah. <laughs> and the Here demon says, in the name, of, they're going to go push the demon out in the name of Jesus and of, and of Paul. And the demon basically says, Paul, I know, and Jesus yeah. as well. Who are you? Who are you? And yeah. kicks their behind. Yeah. Uh, so you better make sure you're prayed up, read up. I'm glad you said put. that. Because this doesn't mean that we're not able to. No, it, it but you better be careful whose authority you think you're going in. Yeah. If you if you have found yourself and you know you think you're so puffed up and you know I boy I'm so ready and I'm so I'm this and I'm that and I all you're talking about is you and you're going unarmed. Yep. If you do not go in the fullness of Christ, calling on His name, letting Him fight the battle. Then you're um, you're in danger. I guess to put a pin in it, we live in a broken world. Yes, sir. And when someone says, "How could a good and loving God let evil reign? How could a good and loving God let bad things happen to good people?" Or good things happen to bad people. How could a how could a loving God let whatever? We need to recognize that God has from the beginning, as we say, given us charge of this place. Mm -hmm. Go and subdue this world and mm -hmm. fill it. And there are many, many choices. And I guess to put a pin in it, the, the our choice needs to be Him. Absolutely. And to trust Him. And Absolutely. to do His bidding. Yes, sir. And then, uh, for me, the way I have to live my life is, 
I have to just trust him in this simple, I don't understand, I don't get all of it, because I don't have to. Right. It's like a it's like a little kid in the car in the back seat, and dad said we're going to Disney. Mm-hmm. We might get a flat tire. We might <laughs> my little right. brother may pull right. my hair. Yeah. <laughs> I may have to pee so bad I pee myself on the way there. <laughs> there might be a lot of things that happen. Right. And we may get some really great elephant ears on the way there. Great we got McDonald's four times. You know, we're here for the ride. Mm-hmm. But I trust Dad. Dad said we're going to Disney. Doesn't I'm going that, to Disney. Isn't that what it all comes down to? It's just I trust him. I just trust him. It, he loves us. He cares for us. We can call on him at any time. And all we need to do is believe that. Trust that. Um, rest in that. Hold on to it. When you're in the I, I feel like this is being a little flippant, and so I'm, I want to preface it by saying I'm saying it very, very seriously. When you're in the swamp and there's nothing but alligators in there, yeah. the greatest thing that you can do is trust in Him. Yeah. In the midst of the pain, in the weight, when, when the coals are falling on your head, Trust him. Yeah. When you're Stephen, on his name. When you're Stephen being stoned to death. Yeah. And you've trust been him. you've been his ultimate saint and loving him. You just he, he didn't stop the rocks from hitting him. No. When he, he he just he asked there. that they be that he that God forgive these people who are doing this thing. Because he knows he's got God. He's right. good. We're going, right. we're good. And, and and God has a different perspective. The we see an end. God sees another beginning. We, the next we look at death much differently than, than God does. Yeah. Um, all good? I'm good. Okay. Yeah. Guys, thank, thank you. you for joining us uh, for this conversation. I hope that as we continue these on that you'll keep joining us. If you enjoyed this, if this made sense to you, if it just talked to you, uh, we pray that you will, will come and be part of the conversation uh, and uh, that you will come and check us out next week go back and check some of the previous uh, episodes if you if you if you haven't yet and uh, if you are uh, of one to do so like it subscribe to it let other people know so that this conversation can get bigger and bigger and uh, we thank you for spending this time with us you know there's a lot of things you could be doing uh, and uh, I think God will honor that you even spent some time sticking some God conversation in your heart Um, and not some of the other junk that's out there that you could be doing. Um, You guys have a great rest of your day, and uh, we'll talk to you later.